Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, love ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, we are in October. We are still cute in our fall attire. Do, 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 do. And if you like pumpkin spice, that's back. And with that, we're going to take a quick second and have a word from our sponsor. So if you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specializes in creating creating systems for businesses. Use the code WMB to get a free 40-minute consultation. And Sunny D, go ahead and tell them what's new, girl. Hey, friends. Can't get enough of Where's My Blueprint podcast? Join our free VIP community for exclusive WMB content, including a brand new newsletter, bonus episodes, and so much more. You can sign up for free by clicking the VIP is a place to be button in our link tree in the bio of our Instagram at Where's My Blueprint pod. Can't wait to connect with you. Okay, so I want to know, why are you proud of yourself this week? I need a serious answer and a very non-serious answer. My non-serious would be, I'm proud I learned a whole entire dance step or dance move and bachata and I finally learned how to do my body roll. Mm. Mm. And then then my serious answer is I'm proud of myself for surviving the week. That's real life. Mm -hmm. That is real life. Mm. Girl. Uh, for me this week, my very non-serious answer as to why I'm proud of myself, I have finished the first floor of my Black Art Museum in The Sins. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. As a cute little cafe, it has a nice little bar area, has a nice little waiting, seating area space. There's some darts. And then there's like the little counter where you go get your exhibits to the museum, which will be on the second floor. So that is the task for the next few weeks or the next week is to get floor number two set up but first floor is done a serious answer food is a food is a love language in our household and as i've said before we watch a lot of foodie vlog channels and youtube channels we did a really fun like collaborative meal our kitchen isn't the biggest kitchen in the world so the two of us being in the kitchen at the same time isn't really functional but when we do our collaborative meals he'll make one portion that'll be in the oven which will then free up the cooktop and then i can do the second portion 
portion and then together we've created this bomb food that we get to sit and then enjoy together watch more food youtube videos or whatever else it is that we want to entertain ourselves with while we watch tv or while we eat that's one of my favorite things to do is we let we show love to one another by the labor it takes to make some of these meals and as many steps as it takes and how long it takes marinating things and doing it for three days like we we like to eat <laughs> number one but I think more importantly that's another way that we spend quality time is we collaborate on creating these meals that we then get to enjoy the fruits of our labor so I'm proud of us for for making something so good we got the itis my mother-in-law had it it was delightful so for our either or for this week is also relatively unserious but kind of leans into our topic of discussion for this episode open an umbrella indoors or break a mirror yeah I'm gonna say open an umbrella indoors because I just think of mirror equals glass equals all over the place equals who gonna clean this up and then there's always that one piece of glass that's always lingering <laughs> and then it gets in my foot and my foot start bleeding mm. <laughs> so I don't even think about the superstitious of it but just the logical type of I'm like, if I open an umbrella indoors, the worst case scenario is it pop and it opens something like it knock over something that I can just pick up versus it breaks a whole entire and shatters a mirror. Similarly, the actuality of breaking glass, mm-hmm. I'm not for because we have dogs and dogs like to eat anything and everything off the floor. So I'm not trying to fight to get to the broken glass before my dog is like, oh, what is this? And eats an entire shard of it or something ridiculous. So the actuality of having to deal with a broken mirror, like, no, thank you. Call me Rihanna. I will open all the umbrellas inside. Okay. (laughs) Because literally nothing will happen because what I'm not going to do is go outside in the rain and get wet trying to open the umbrella outside. Make it make sense. That's, you know, that's a good thing. Cause I even think about like, I'm like, some people come to work. I'm like, why are you so, do I have to open my umbrella? You didn't open it before you got out the car. Like, I guess I'm just the outlier that I like crack my window, open that umbrella. We're going to maneuver it and I'm going to make sure I'm dry and I'm okay. I don't like people are weird, but you know. Thousand percent. Hey. Even inside a building. Like if I'm like in a little foyer area, oh, whatever, I'm going to go outside. outside. I'm not waiting until I'm outside to open an umbrella. That's the, the only reason why I would be outside. Umbrella. Thank you. The only reason why I would do it outside is if there's like a, a covering that is wide enough for me to be outside, not get wet. And then I can open said umbrella. But y'all going to miss me with the superstition. I'm opening this umbrella inside. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's just what that is. Yeah. So that leads us into our quote of the day. I mean, quote of the episode, which is all men, however, highly educated, meaning all men, humans, human, I should say all humans, however, highly educated retain some superstitious inklings by H.G. Wells. And that is in The Invisible Man. And that's you changing his quote to be all humans. put brackets around it change i know i absolutely agree with this quote like i think it's so ingrained in mm-hmm. humans like human beings as a whole because there's different beliefs in different countries and even different tribes and things like that like that you don't do because that's bad luck or whatever like you won't catch me putting my purse on the floor i'm sorry <laughs> like i'm just not doing it like i can't i've always been raised that way that makes the most sense of all the craziness that has been 
told to us growing up. I'm not letting the devil get my money. You hear me? I'm not putting my purse on the floor. I'm sorry. That is funny because I grew up of like, when you put the purse on the floor, that means you broke and you will always be broke, which is so mm. funny because I'm like, hmm. and I'm thinking of like, some of these people got these big, uh, these expensive purses that they don't ever put on the floor, but they ain't got $5 in it. To put in said purse. Hello? Hair flip. Uh-huh. <laughs> But no, I like this quote too, because I do believe it. And I think of like, it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I believe in ghosts and goblins. Ah, But it's like <laughs> being superstitious. And I, I'm going to get this out now, guys. I'm just letting y'all know. The song that y'all will probably hear that's on rotation in my head right now. Mm. Stevie Wonder. Very superstitious. Writings on the wall. Do you believe in things? You don't understand. It's a superstitious ain't the way is the way. I don't know. I messed that part up. But that's the song y'all gonna be hearing me probably pop in and out on. Um, and y'all only have to hear it for a little bit. You know how long we've been hearing her sing this song <laughs> off and on as we was talking about this episode. <laughs> So when you hear the word superstitious, what do you think? Like, do you automatically think ghosts and goblins and oh my gosh, spirit? So, okay. I think the word superstitious definitely gives me more spooky vibes mm-hmm. than the term like wise tales or wise mm-hmm. tales. Or, I don't know. Is it wise or wives? Does anybody know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like superstitious is like, there's always something gloomy and like creepy and supernatural that goes on like that's linked to the term superstitious in my mind but then there's like wives tales that just seems like this is what people have been saying your grandmama said it your mama said all your aunties say your mm-hmm. uncle say like that's just something that's just passed down versus mm-hmm. something that's like very fall like you know halloweeny yeah. <laughs> if you will that's kind of the vibes that it gives me even though i know that's completely not the case that's just what i initially think about okay because i think about like when i hear superstitious I always think of like it equates to supernatural, you know, things that cannot be explained. Like I think of like Tab. I was watching this episode of Tab, uh, Tab Fridays with Tab and Chance. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how like, you know, at this point, everybody knows Tab has an amazing gift and like she has a spiritual gift. And like some people will call that superstition or supernatural. Others would be like, oh, you have a spiritual gift, tomato, tomato. And so she was talking about how like Chance ended up like, mm-mm, mm-mm, this, this is too much because she was talking about, and we'll link the episode of which episode I'm referring to in the blog but she was talking about how like when her mom passed away her mom used to leave her dimes and so they would find dimes throughout the house like random places and so Jen said he was in the shower all of a sudden he tab said I hear him calling my name he was like "Uh uh-uh now listen I I just want to take a shower in peace now because there were dimes in the shower oh no oh no now he found the 50 cents at the bottom of the shower Ah, 50 cents I think I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) But... But yeah, and then she talked about how she got locked. It Like, y'all just have to go listen to the episode. But I think of like stuff like that of like, you know, is it superstition? Is it uh, black wives or wise tales? Like, is it programming? Is it just to scare the kids? Because I think of mm. the one that was like, step on a crack, you break your mama's back. I'm like, who, mm-hmm. who came up with this? I'm like, I know it because everything stems from something. These are the questions that I have. Like, where are these coming from? Because when you think about this from, a logical perspective like how how is that 
a thing, but everybody knows that saying. Everybody knows that saying. You cannot tell me. I would like to know any listeners, future listeners, past listeners, whatever, any person out there that hears this episode and you have never heard of if you step on a crack, you break your mama's back. Please tell me. I want to know who you are because everybody has heard this. I'm convinced, but nobody knows why or where it comes from or why it's even the thing that we say because why? Also, how come there's not one for dad? Do we not care about him? Well, What's know, that about? We talked about in the previous episode that dads just don't be getting the love. But also they, they just, a lot of people, if we're being realistic, a lot of people don't have dads. I mean, that's true. Or biological sperm donors, like whatever you want to call them, like they don't have them. So I guess they were the ones that just, ha ha ha, they were the ghosts. <laughs> Child. But a lot of people don't have moms either. I don't know. I what? think it's misogyny, patriarchy. Of course. Of course. Probably. Always. Yeah. Um, but I think of like, when we think of like, because we're in a month of October and you know, it's Halloween month. Ooh. <laughs> so one of the definition of superstition is a belief or way of behaving that is based on fear of the unknown and faith in magic or luck a belief Hmm. that certain events or things will bring good or bad luck so that makes me think of is prayer a form of superstition because if we believe in prayer which is faith and technically we're saying words which are spells Hmm. are we then now a superstition Mm. of because we are believing in something that is a good outcome listen now that's a question that's a question because i'm gonna pat myself on the back superstition you should because superstition to to make it concise to dumb it down if you will superstition equals bad mm-hmm. prayer equals good mm-hmm. though but both seem to be structured mm-hmm. similarly if not the same Ooh, ooh. because mm-hmm. even if we even think about it when we think about witches right like a mm-hmm. witch they're like they'll cast a spell on you but in the bible it literally says the power of the tongue is life or death and you mm. speak it into existence and so mm-hmm. if i'm speaking over you i am casting spells over you and if you break down the word spelling doesn't the first word say spell mm. meaning i'm casting spells on you so it's either am i casting a good spell a bad spell an okay spell a get your light together spell interesting and there's a whole religion if you will or uh practice faith-based whatever you want to call it whatever the term is because i feel like there's so many depending on your perspective that teaches quote-unquote witchcraft not in what not in the 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 ghouls and goblins version of witchcraft you know what i mean like there's actual oh, like the people even the think, craft. yeah but that was kind of creepy <laughs> that's kind of creepy but i mean um witchcraft in the sense of like manifestations mm-hmm. and meditations and hell crystals i got this big old study not one right here like <laughs> Which that is true because uh what is it? The Bible belt will say, Oh, that's witchcraft. All of it's witchcraft. But is it? It's not. And why is this witchcraft? But what you're doing is not. See, these are the questions. But because white people say that this is what it is, then that's how it should be. We all know that that's not true. They do not know. They do not know. They only want to control you. I can't with you. I can't. It's this drink uh, I was drinking. That's probably why I'm so hyper. What is that? Just made? That look healthy. That shouldn't do what it's doing to you. <laughs> I'm done with you today. That bottle looks, there's a leaf on it. That looks healthy. I'm done with you. You're so funny. Uh, 
But no, that's a good point because like I think of like when who I was having a debate about um, meditation with somebody and they were like, no, meditation is a form of witchcraft and it's like technically of the devil. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? Wow. <laughs> and the person continued to say like, no, you're not supposed to meditate. You're only supposed to pray. You're supposed to pray to God. You're supposed to do these things. And I'm like, first and foremost, let's look up some definitions. I was like, let's put the, let's put the researcher class is on and let's mm-hmm. get really technical. I was like, you know, when you're praying, it's a form of meditation. You are going into a quiet. I was, I was like, okay, we're going to do this comparison. When you pray, you typically go into a quiet place. When you meditate, you go into a quiet place. When you pray, you calm your brain. When you meditate, you calm your brain. <laughs> when you pray, you can either say it out loud or in your head. When you meditate, if you use words, you say it out loud or in your head. Either way it goes, they're very, 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 very 99 very similar. The only difference is in meditation, I am, my more focus is quieting my mind and focusing on my breath. In prayer, I am now using the words to speak to God to elicit some type of outcome, right? In meditation, I'm more being grateful and thankful for everything that's around me and being present. And in prayer, ideally, I don't know how people pray nowadays. Everybody ain't, they prayer life ain't right. But ideally in prayer, you're giving thanks, you're praising. Then if you have a request, you put in your request. If you don't, you're then just basking in his presence, in his glory, which means then you are in the Bible. It literally says, be still. Mm. And know that I am God. Amen. And in both cases, you are what? Still. You can meditate anywhere at any given time. You can pray anywhere at any given time. So somebody tell me what's the, there is a difference, but somebody tell me how is meditation a form of witchcraft or the devil I don't I don't I don't see it I don't see that either I have read a few different books on manifestation and meditating and just being one with like your subconscious self to unleash all you know your possibilities potential all the things and every single one of them that I've read has always had a scripture Mm -hmm. to back it up Mm -hmm. there's always some tie back into God back into the creator, back into the Bible itself, his words that have been written or interpreted, they're all linked. So in my opinion, I don't see a difference. All all of the explanations you just gave is the same thing in my mind, because if you are a believer of God and you feel as though you were made in his image, he is always present. He is always there. He is always with you. He lives within you. Are you not tapping into that God that lives within you? Is that not what meditation is? Because. Ooh. So me and my friend just had this conversation and side note, squirrel brain right now. I cast a spell on you. Is that what was happening? Yeah. That's what was happening? The spell wow. on you. You just won't stop. You came up with the topic. I mean, you're not wrong, but all of this was not foreseen in the planning of said episode. <laughs> well, that's because we're not superstitious and we don't. Well, that's true. <laughs> We don't foresee the future as we want to. But no, I was going to say me and my friend literally had a conversation about this this week because we were talking because, okay, I'm a forewarn y'all. I am very spiritual. I am not a religious person. I do not like religion. I think it's a cult, but I am a very spiritual person, meaning I know whose I am. I know who I serve and I know who does what for me. That being said, which I shouldn't have to say that, but you know, we got Karens and stuff. But anyway, Mm -hmm. and there are black Karens too out there. Um, Yes, it is. Um, 
that being said, we, my friend and I had a conversation about this because I was telling her about like the power of words and everything. And she basically went back to the debate of we are gods. And she was like, no, it's only one God. I said, no, you're correct in the sense that you're saying that meaning, yes, there is one almighty. Hence the way some people never call God, God, they say the most high because he is the highest of the high. So if you think about like a hierarchy, a king is always the highest of any hierarchy, right? The president is always the highest in any hierarchy in that particular hierarchy. And I was telling her, I said, okay, let me try to break this down in the way I can try to think of how to break this down. And I was like, so you have a mom and dad, right? Your mom and dad came together and had sex and somehow an egg out of a million, I mean, not an egg, out of a million sperms, right? These little things that are fighting. To get to, I hope they don't make that noise. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what noise people make. (laughs) (laughs) When that one little winner like gets through and like penetrated her and out of a million that one boop, now you're created because now the egg is together right little health lesson right now so you are a little baking nine ten months you're like baking and baking and baking you got some of your dad some of your mom baking 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 then you pop out hello world right and then now you are part of your mom part of your dad right and she was like yeah but where are you going with this i said so if you have a true belief without a question of a doubt that God is your father or the most high has created you. Because if you really think about it, we are spiritual beings in a human body. So that means you are spiritual. So mean, yes, you have part of a human DNA, which is your mom and dad, but you still have spiritual DNA that's in you. Meaning if you have spiritual DNA that's in you, and if you ever seen a DNA helix, it's double, but there's still the connector that connects it, right? So you have mm-hmm. two on the outside and then a, it's like a ladder, but it's, it's like a twisted ladder. Ladder. A twisted ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And so the ones that connect where you step on, that's God. He's connecting. Right. And mm. so if we're looking at that, then there's three DNAs in you, human, spiritual. That spiritual is so powerful, but you don't understand it because you haven't tapped into it. That spiritual DNA tells you that you are literally part of a God, meaning you come from a God. You come from something so powerful that you could literally, when you learn and when you choose to create every thing around you to create the life you live to create the world you want to see right but we're so programmed we're so distracted we're so oh my gosh I gotta learn a new TikTok dance okay but do you know how to use that what is that TikTok dance gonna do for you besides entertain you for like five minutes and so when she was like yeah but that still doesn't tell me I'm a god I said baby have you ever heard of like Moana like the, I'm going I told her I was like I gotta go basic 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 with you which I hate doing oh um, no <laughs> I was like, you Listen, know, I gotta Moana. go basic with you. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you know the show Moana. Hey, you know, not the show, the movie. You know how like when she was a baby and she was like the little stone, she was going out, the whole entire water split. She was underwater breathing. The stone was the one that was carrying her, showing her. That was God. And I was like, didn't God part the Red Sea? What human do you know that can do that? Moses did it, but because of what? Who who did he have in him? Who did he trust blinded blindly? On top of that, I was saying like, you have to understand that we are truly goddesses and God.
gods in the flesh. We don't realize it because we're so distracted with everything else. And I will be the first one to admit we're distracted by, because for me, we're distracted by bills. Mm. Sometimes a toxic ass job, friends, family, every little thing will pile up to help to distract you. But also I was telling her, I said, you know, I don't think people really think about this and talk about this. You know, the best person in the world that gets you and knows you better than you. And she was like, God, I said, yeah, he's one. But also you've been having a target on your back since the day you came into this world. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, Satan has been watching you because Satan knows your purpose too. He knows. And he's not, I was like, just like any, the art of war, I'm not going to attack you when I need to attack you. I'm going to sit and watch. I need to observe. I need to see how you move. I need to see your routines. I need to see what your deepest, darkest fear is. I need to see how you actually maneuver. How do you deal with this situation? How do you do this? So now line it up, target practice, perfect shot, boom. So when I take you out, I'm taking you out, but it doesn't come overnight. And I was like, you have to realize all of this. And I was like, you read the Bible more than me, sis. So I feel like I went on a whole entire tangent. You did. But I also think though, like not even just being distracted with just the surfacey stuff, but some people are distracted by religion itself. Mm. You're so focused on the rules and what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to be perceived as, as opposed to actual building of the relationship with the creator. Mm, Like co-creating, because you're typically, that's what you're really doing, co-creating your life with him. I mean, like I had a, and I should, this should have been a red flag. I, in retrospect, every time I think about this, it makes me mad at myself. I should have known better because I had an ex that would argue me down on the Mary Mary song, It's the God in Me because he was convinced that the song was about them themselves being God and that God is not who he is like but they are the gods and I'm like nigga is you listening I should have known I should have known right then and there that this was not gonna work because what (laughs) what that's not what the song is saying at all it's saying God is so present in my life because of the things that I get to enjoy and the things that I get to create is because I have this relationship with God you can see him in me that's what the song is about and this ninja was like i don't like it because they're there's only one god and they're not the guys and i'm like i should have known well red flag i should have known unpopular opinion what i can see where he's coming from because i do think like with the song it's the god in me again how i said earlier like we are all gods Mm -hmm. living an experience but god is in us so when and that's why i was like i'm agree with you because semantics matter it says the song if i'm not mistaken it's the god in me it's the god in me meaning god is like you said in me he's in my dna he's in the way i move he's in the way i act he's in the way i show up he is me i'm not him but he is me and who says god is a man i don't feel like white people yeah you're right Oh, this is because of white people. Like, oh, imagine a world without white people. I mean, there was one. It was. So I'm telling you, I really feel like, okay, we're going to go left on this. We're going to go back. This is really left. I'm loving it. I am too. Loving it. Oh, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, because religion, somebody could say religion is superstitious too. Because to the atheist, it is superstitious. Yeah. To the atheist, it's just Mm -hmm. folklore. Mm -hmm. It's just a storybook. Mm -hmm. But also there are people that are quote unquote atheists, but believe in a higher 
being of sorts. Are those agnostics or something like that? Is that what it is? I can't remember. It's one. I, well, maybe get your get your name on and, and see what the internet says because I think so. But I think it's just like I, well, like we said earlier, it's the religion is so made up just in general in a whole. And this is coming from a person who has grown up Baptist, who has gone to church, who's been baptized, who also absolutely believes in God, and I know for a fact who He is in my life. Mm. But I also know, and we can see this, like there's literal evidence of what, how religion is weaponized. Mm-hmm. And I can't get with that. I'm sorry. I can't get behind it. So what you trying to find it? An atheist is someone who doesn't believe in God, while an agnostic is someone who doesn't believe it's possible to know for sure that a God exists. It's possible to be both, but that would be the difference. It's just, it's like, you just don't know for sure. Oh, okay. And you said it was another one that was like one who believes in like a higher being. Uh-huh. But that it'd be cracking me up when people online be calling him Sky Daddy. This shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. What? They do. They, this, this, it, there are people that refer to God. And I think specifically when it comes in the context with like overly religious people and they're, you know, they be arguing back and forth or whatever. They be calling him Sky Daddy. And it makes me chuckle. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, that is funny. Sky Daddy. What up, Sky Daddy? What you doing? Mm-hmm. That's the term. But I also believe God has a sense of humor because what is this world? God is funny. Um, a theist, He's proven that to me time and time again. Atheist? theist? Yeah. Is the opposite of an uh, atheist. Theists believe in the existence of a God or gods. Oh, well, like theology. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's funny though, because that's two words. An atheist is one, but is it not spelled exactly the same? Sis. I thought it was. I thought you just had a space in there accidentally. And I was like, we just talked about that. <laughs> a theist. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because they got theology and all that other mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But yeah. But yeah, like we definitely see correlations between between superstitions beliefs and superstitions versus beliefs in religion or what have you i'm curious like what wives tales i still don't know if it's wives tales or wives tales somebody let me know or superstitions did you hear growing up that now as an adult you're like why is this the same one um the main the main the couple mm, the main two i can think of is one don't walk under a ladder and then two (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay weird <laughs> and the other one was I used to get you know how like when people like grab you and they like snatch you up <laughs> like my, my grandmother I guess so my cousins used to do that they would see us walking and I was about to split a pole I would get snatched so fast it's like you can't split God. a pole that's bad luck yeah or yeah. who there's no room on this side of, for me to walk I'm not gonna lie to you used to I I hate it I hate the whole splitting the pole business like what if we're having a conversation we're talking Walking and walking, and there happens to be a pole that comes. I'm not going to stop and wait till you pass or whatever to not quote unquote split the pole when I am a full adult human being that could go to the other side, side and keep it up. Like, why is that a thing? Also, don't be snatching me like I'm finna run off into traffic. It's girl, a pole, girl. When that happened to me, I was like, What I do? What happened? And they're like, You're about you about to split, split a pole. The pole? You snatched for a why? pie, girl, for a pole. A pole. Oh, that we all one saw. I wanted to dance on. It was a pole that I could literally. It, it didn't come up out of nowhere. It was yeah. there. We saw we was walking towards it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And then yeah, the one that... with the ladder, I cracked up because. <laughs> 
I used to say this just to get out of stuff. When um <laughs> someone needed help and they needed to hold the ladder, I would be like, well, I can't walk under a ladder, so how am I going to hold it? And they were like, just, just stand and hold it. Well, I want to be behind you because that's just weird. They used to be like, Nakai, hold the ladder. Because if it's not a ladder, because back in the day, you know, ladders look different. Everything has evolved. <laughs> So uh, back in the day, you just had that little slick ladder where you have to put it up on something and then have oh, somebody yeah. like put their body weight to hold it. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, it's either you on the same side or you under it. And I would be like, if I didn't want to do it, I'm like, no, I can't stand on the ladder. It's bad luck. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm just like, when am I going to be under a ladder? Like why at what point in my life? Why would I be? Why would I, I walk under a ladder? On a ladder, I'm going to go around. Some of this and I not because like I'm trying to, sense. it's not, not because I'm trying to avoid bad luck. It's like, why would I walk under a ladder when someone's, especially when someone's on it? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get that. Those, those are good. So a lot of the ones that I remember for some reason are centered around children, mm. which I don't get. So, you know, I mentioned before not putting my purse on the floor. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I still do that. I'm not putting my purse on the floor. But like, why are we putting quarters on babies' belly buttons? What? Have you heard of that? Okay, so you have a newborn just popped out a fresh child. Supposedly, you're supposed to put a quarter on their belly button, like where the umbilical cord was, and that prevents it from becoming an Audi, supposedly. So when I was younger... and see, you know, you change in a baby's diaper and take the quarter off and like clean the baby, put the quarter back on, you put the diaper back in so that as the baby grows, it <laughs> turns into an idiot and not an outing. That's a myth. That's like, that's not a thing, yeah, but that's very much something that I was always told. Also the holding a baby or not holding a baby when you're on your period, like holding someone else's baby when you're not on your period or when you're on your period. Never what is me menstruating? have to do with this other person's child like i don't never heard of that and i just feel like that it's they don't make sense Mm -mm. they don't they do not make sense i remember that there was a cousin of mine that was a baby or something and i wanted to hold it and my mama snatched that baby up off me (laughs) because i was on a period and i was like i mean i didn't have this baby but like i just to this day i do not understand and that's kind of a known thing like i generally speaking i don't understand why that's a like a no no to hold a baby on your and is that just black people that do that i don't know i'm black listen i have no idea and also um one i believed up until i had to wear these but don't ask where i got this from i feel like it was science because it made sense in my mind and it was evidence in my household both of my parents and my brother wear glasses they've worn glasses my entire life my brother's worn glasses since he was a tiny human i didn't wear glasses up until i was like two or three years ago but i'm also the only one in my family that don't eat eggs like scrambled eggs omelets that kind of stuff somehow somewhere i equated or read that like consistent egg eating is equivalent to or will lead to bad eyesight and i was like well everybody in my family eats eggs they all wear glasses i don't eat eggs i don't wear glasses this has to be true So you were trying to do some deductive reasoning. I mean, and I'm like, I don't eat eggs anyway, but I was like, I'm the only one that has good sight in this household. So like, you can't tell me I'm not wrong about this. As a person who now has 12 pairs of glasses, not because I need them, but because they're cute. They are prescription, but I'm only slightly off center with my eyeballs. But that only happened until I got in my 30s. 
Wow. The one that I remember is like you crack an egg on the baby and what? to get rid of like any evil spirits or something. So like you have a okay. baby and if the baby like is colic or back in the day like colic or they crying so much, it's like deemed as an evil spirit in them. So you crack a egg on the baby and I think it's the baby's stomach and whether it goes left or right equals like if they're evil or not. And then you have to do some things to get the spirits out. I was going to say, do spirits not like eggs either? Because I don't like eggs, but I was trying to figure out why. You and your connection with eggs. I don't get it. Now, granted, let me be clear. I use eggs in cooking by making a batter or something like that. I just don't eat them on their own because it's weird. But I could just visualize this poor, innocent child on its back, moving like a little turtle on its back or whatever. Mm -hmm. And people just cracking eggs on it. I would be like, what are you, what, what are you doing? (laughs) Can you imagine that? Can you imagine God just sitting up there like, oh my God. Oh, he does this on a regular. I know for a fact the Lord, the Lord is up there just, you know, that, that meme of Ben Affleck when he's standing outside the building and he just, he has like a cigarette in his hand. He just looks so stressed and over it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. He just looks tight. I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. You But I know for that, I know for a fact that the Lord looks like that at us because WTF. Superstition are very interesting from depending on is it religion is it the ghost that's sitting in the back or sitting on right in front of you looking at you that you don't even know because we can't see different spirits but kids can so if you see a kid and a kid is like hey i messed grandma or some spiritual being is talking to me you better listen but with that we are going to toss it to nay so nay can tell us what's going on and about some additional topics go girl so guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, app to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at whereismyblueprintpod.com. Okay, so now y'all, we're going to transition into moments of melanation. Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. Okay, so our Moments of Melanation is kind of a O2, whatever you want to call it, because my brain's not working right now because I need rest. But Zora Neale Hurston is a Black American novelist from the Harlem Renaissance era. Um, She has a few different books. One of her most popular ones, and I think is something that she's really known for, is Their Eyes Were Watching God, which was also a movie. Oh, I can't remember when they made this film. Film. It also it turned into a film. I'll find it here in a second. But the reason why I wanted to shout out this particular work is it kind of speaks to some of those Black superstitions and just overall, quote unquote, folklore that has kind of followed the Black culture in America over the last several decades and generations or so. And I actually found a list from like 1936 from, I think like from the book that has a list of superstitions that I have never heard from. I don't know if you've heard any of these, Nakai, but some of these were wild to me. Okay. So like, for example, and this is like African-American folklore from like South Carolina in the thirties, the 1930s. So almost a hundred years ago. But like, if you stump your right foot, it's good luck. You can carry on. If you're sick, it's bad luck to sit up on a Friday night. Like these are how 
where I don't, how if you see shadows you will hear of death if you hear an owl on the right side of the road it's good luck if it's on the left side of the road it is bad luck yeah a lot of this I feel like first and foremost I love the book that I was watching God by uh, Zora I feel like that's such a good book that everybody should read I feel like there's a movie yes. or a play or something about it oh. there is uh, let me let me uh, hold on. let me find it because I know that there is it'll be all linked in the blog y'all but it's on here never walk under a ladder it's bad luck <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also think it's so interesting because I think like we look at it like it can be sometimes Lauren Hill said it so well it could all be so simple but we rather make it hard like I feel like in the simplicity of things we want to give every single thing meaning and sometimes if you see a horse you see a horse and it's a horse and that means nothing but you just saw a horse you know but also the flip side of that is like I mean everything stems from some type of truth you know maybe somebody was walking on the wrong side when the horse kicked them in the face because they startled the horse but they didn't tell they startled the horse but they didn't tell that part where they walked up on the horse and the horse got scared and the horse was like Mm-mm, knock you out with that back leg mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden if you see a horse on the left side of the road it's bad luck for you because you startled <laughs> <laughs> she said for you <laughs> It's bad luck for you. for you. But yeah. And like this one where it says, when a near relative dies, pass the children through the window over the casket. I'm not doing what? what, what? <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> what funeral home has a window? Has a window by the <laughs> That was my thoughts. That but it did where? say 19, I mean, 1898. Oh, Lord. 1885. And then you said this was deep in South Carolina where it was really, 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 really good. Yeah. Kudos to this. This was a good moment of Melanation. Kudos to this. But I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. And I should yeah, say crazy because crazy is you know relative but this is this is could be looked at as extreme it's interesting it's definitely interesting and it just it shows how strong people can believe in things like how intensely people can believe in things and people being very radical Mm -hmm. about what it is that they think or believe to be absolute truth and fact which we now see with a certain group of people nowadays things are absolute truth and fact Mm. when they are absolutely not those things but I did want to shine a little bit more light on the 1937 novel um, like I said it was considered a classic Harlem Renaissance one of Hurston's best known works and it's a novel that Im- explores the protagonist Janie Crawford's Janie Crawford's ripening from a vibrant but voiceless teenage girl into a woman with uh, a finger on her trigger on her own destiny and that leads to a lot of I think what a lot of women <laughs> go through in life is just trying to figure out what their life is what their purpose and destiny is mm-hmm. in a world that really isn't set up for them especially if they're black that part if you're black so trying to figure that out but it's set in central and southern florida in the early 20th century um initially it was poorly received since the late 20th century however it has been regarded as both influential in african-american literature and women's literature mm-hmm. so it's not surprising that it wasn't the best well-known thing received because people don't like black people That's so hard. there's that but um there's also the movie came out in 2005 starring holly berry mm-hmm. and i just wanted to shine a little bit of light on this particular book and at this time period and also some of the beliefs that black people have kind of carried because it's not like walking under a ladder is a new thing clearly people have been afraid to do that for a very long time <laughs> but some of these in this little excerpt has been they're just, they're so bizarre and i'm like 
well, like Nakai said, they probably could have witnessed it and it's like, oh, well, that can't be good. And it didn't happen on the left side or the right side. So we're just going to stay on that side. Oh, it makes me wonder, is that why we drive on a certain side of the road? That I don't know. What I do know is, you know, everything stems from some truth. Maybe we don't believe the truth. Mm-hmm. But with that, we are going to move to our affirmation of this episode. So our affirmation, I think it's relatively simple. Me and my creator are in charge of my destiny. I can go anywhere and do anything with the power that lives within me. I don't know why I feel the need to end that with, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. I don't know why that just came to my mind. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> you say that until one pop up on you when you wake up. Girl, that part. That I part really like sleep that. paralysis <laughs> demons. <laughs> I really like this affirmation because it really is you can go anywhere and do anything with the power that lives within you. And so I hope everyone takes that away. And that is an original from Sunny D that you can literally go anywhere and do anything with the power that lives within you because you are that powerful. You just have to tap in, tune in and understand that you have it and you can do it and go out and live your best life. And with that, we're going to go get some food because we is hungry. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Or you can check out all of naysays at where's my blueprintpod.com, where's my blueprintpod.com, and the latest episode at where's my blueprintpod.com. Check on IG um, where you can see our link tree will link you to the blog, the newsletter, and some other stuff that's coming out. With that, we are thankful for each and every one of you, and we're over and out. Peace out. <laughs>